Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 171, episode 3 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, yeah! a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into American shared consciousness. It is Wednesday, February 10th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka the Switch Kid, uh, as I'm known uh, by the people. And I'm thrilled to be joined once again by my co host, Mr. Miles Gray. Uh oh. Okay, but what? I mean, that's mid shit. Faking like you got it in your pockets, yeah, that's mid shit. Ugly in them clothes, you steady gossip, yeah, that's mid shit. Telling on your man so you can scram, yeah, that's mid shit. Voted out and acting like a sham, yeah, that's mid shit. Hating on another man's come up, yeah, that's mid shit. Saying it because you know you a bummer, yeah, that's mid shit. You a Mitch boy on my mama, uh. Okay, wow. let's get it. Oh man, you remember that num num juice schoolboy Q Ooh. from Juju on the Discord because America's favorite crip is in the building. <laughs> Honestly, and I famous, I, famous. Uh, yeah, I mean, Blue Allegiance. He hates Mitch McConnell. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, just yeah. off the strength of the cl- of the colors. You know what I mean? Yes, only. <laughs> um, that was dope. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. that was <laughs> hey, dope. hey, thanks. All right. Uh, that was dope. And we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious, the talented Lydia Popovich. There she is. Hello, hello, hello. Lydia Popovich. Oh, Lydia, oh, Lydia. I wish California didn't get rid of you. Fuck California. Where are you? So (laughs) where are you? I'm looking in your Zoom screen and I see boxes. Boxes, son. Boxes on boxes. I got things. I got <laughs> big things. You know what I mean? You got to get boxes for them things. You got to pack that shit up every mm-hmm. once in a while. Drive them cross country. Show what people, you know, what's up. See what's going on. You know what I mean? So are you, you did the thing? That you, I did the are, thing. Okay. Last time I remember we were talking, you're like, I think your search history was about looking at shit in Tennessee. It was. I was oh, right. land in Tennessee. Yeah, and now and you, you found in, land in Tennessee? Now you're Not in Tennessee. I have found some land in Tennessee that I'm renting temporarily while I look for land that I will be purchasing. But yeah, I, I left California, dog. I left. I am sitting in beautiful middle Tennessee. I am looking out my window right now into my neighbor's yard, uh, which isn't my neighbor. It's the, they're deer. My neighbor are deer. I'm looking, <laughs> Damn. I am looking at a series of trees. Uh, I'm looking at an eagle feather sticking out of one of those trees. And all I see is Damn. just trees, and it's gorgeous. It's Damn. absolutely gorgeous. And I do have deer. I saw three white-tailed deer running through my backyard last night. Can you even? Damn. Can you even? No, fucking amazing. Not at all. I look in my yard, and my neighbor, uh, I think, was on road rules in the early 90s. I, I think that's it. the most I can say about my neighbor. I believe it. So now the track has been replaced with the great outdoors. Just the great outdoors, man. Yeah. I'm just John Candy lifestyling out here. Oh, you know what I mean? love to hear it. You love to what? hear it watched Harry and the Hendersons the other day and was like, it holds up. <laughs> like, I want this. This is good. I was like, this is going to be my, this is great, man. So every day I go out there and try to do a little Bigfoot call. You know what I mean? Let's <laughs> find me a man. You know what I'm saying? Bigfoot right, right. Popovich. Let's get him in here. I'm not, I'm not afraid. There you go. You know? Seems loyal, you know? Yeah. How was that drive? Up. Was that, uh, did you stop anywhere fun? On the... I, got on, I got on a plane. I got, got on, on a plane. plane. Hell I yeah. got on a plane. Uh, leaving LAX was terrifying. Uh, truly was one of the more terrifying experiences I've ever had in an airport. It was just so many people and it was TSA yeah. had like lost their mind. There was there was no sense of like normalcy. They were it was just ridiculous the stuff that was happening there. It's it's a nightmare. 
But then as soon as I, I got into Tennessee, the airport was just crickets. Like literally yeah. nobody there. I was like, no oh, crickets. My God. They work the airport. They work it. Yeah, they actually <laughs> work it. <laughs> <You're> like holy <laughs> shit. Jiminy's yeah. on it. Yeah, it's, been a, it's a little bit of a change, but welcome. But yeah, yeah, so I did it, man. I'm I'm not somebody who talks trash, but now I just need to find my forever land and, and build or renovate my forever house. Yeah, ten a hey, Knoxville, Tennessee, or Tennessee Zite Gang. Uh, you know, holler at Lydia. What, what's what's are what's y'all uh, in real estate? You know, in you the know? real estate. Let us know. You got, you know, 15 to 60 acres I can holler at? What's up? Let's do this. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to what's, get a land loan. Let's do some, this. I'm like, you know, like growing, for me growing up in LA my whole life, when I hear somebody say 60 acres, I'm like, you're a billionaire. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's 60. why because you grew up in California. Right, right. No, exactly. Right. Like my, that's my why. the concept of land values are completely yeah. fucked up. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Shout out to the, yeah, shout out to the hectare gang out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, Lydia, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we are going to tell the listeners a few of the things we're talking about. We'll check in with the opening of the impeachment trial. Uh, we will talk about anti-Asian racism that is continuing to soar in these United States. The Democrats are already showing just their plan to get destroyed in the midterms. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about... Uh, how, whether QAnon is cool anymore, um, we will talk about cancel culture, aka not really cancel culture, what the rights definition of cancel culture. We'll talk about Diet Coke addiction. We'll talk about the dog shampoo guy. All of that, plenty more. But first, Lydia, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Honestly, let's take a look. <clears throat> I, I don't even know. I can't even tell you. Oh gosh, what did I, you know what? The last thing that I searched uh, was uh, disposal and recycling because mm. I live in an un- unincorporated county. So I need to figure out how the hell you get rid of trash when the city doesn't come and get it. Because I've mm. never done that before. I'm a city girl. I'm used to like, they there's a trash can and they come and get right. it out here. They're like, yeah, you're going to have to figure that out. So I, I, gotta, I need a, a line on the trash hustle out here, man. I was uh, looking at various places. I need someone to come get my get my trash. What 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 are the rates like when you got a high you got a I don't contract? Know. That's, That's what, what I want to find yeah. out. I have no idea. I'm thinking like I don't know in LA it was like seventy bucks a month for trash. Mm-hmm. Right. So I figure. Does that mean you rent same? a truck? Yeah, you rent a truck once a month and take the take the trash <laughs> in. Or? Yo, you know what, Jack? You might be on some shit. I need to flip <laughs> this around. Why am I paying someone to pick up my trash when I could buy a yeah. truck and have my you neighbors pay me right. to take their trash? <laughs> Yo, get your hustle. And uh, then I get free trash. And yeah. you learn all kinds of weird shit about them because you go through their trash. Thank and you. And I get to drive that sick ass truck. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and I get to yeah, wear yeah. neon yellow all day. That's my new favorite color. The going through the trash thing is like a cliche in spy movies and shit. And like 80s movies had people going through other people's trash, like when they were trying to find stuff out about them. But that is like real deal. Like they actually, that's like the way to find out shit about somebody for real. Yeah. Does that mean that all of the homeless people who go through trash in Los Angeles are secretly CIA agents? Yo, it's, I mean, you said it. I didn't say you said it. Never know. You never know. (laughs) Got to keep your eye open. I was watching that um, The Devil Next Door about uh, a dude who was suspected in Cleveland in like the late 70s, early 80s is suspected of being Ivan the Terrible, like the one of the 
from prison the camp guards. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And like his defense just like starts getting all these documents from one of the committees that's uh, investigating him. And it was just somebody going through their trash, like outside yeah. of a New York building. And they were like, yeah, we taped this together. Uh, we have all these documents and that holds up in court, apparently. Um, yeah. Just wild. Because you threw it out, right? So it's just on yeah. the street. It's trash. It's trash. Where, so what you're uh, telling me is I should burn all of my trash. Well, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. The trash fires, uh, that's when I lived, uh, when I was very young uh, in West Virginia in an unincorporated area. See? That, that was how people got got rid of their yep. trash was trash yeah. fires. Yeah. Hell yeah. And like, you know, other p- spots in the world, you know, it's still like, yo, I mean, yeah. I am the I am the trash people. I like, I burn my man. shit right here in, in my backyard. Yeah. Man. I gotta look into burning trash. Yeah, so hey, uh, trash site gang too. Holler at Lydia. You got What's the right? you're you the plug for, uh, or you know maybe you got a truck connect so she can start her business. There you go. I am a little hype on the the idea of driving around a, a garbage truck. That, just sounds, that, just <laughs> that so does make sense. Like, yeah, and just the wildest vibe though. If I'm, I'm not saying you are, but you were low key going through their trash and creating like blackmail dossiers on them, and be like, nah, man, you don't get it. <laughs> right. This trash Recently? thing paid for itself in the first month when so I started much. getting hush money payments from them <laughs> i'm gonna need the east half of your land uh, <laughs> right, like, right. <laughs> i'm looking at these, these cracker barrel receipts and these zaxby's receipts and what this tells me is he has another bitch interesting when did you start going to crystal yeah because exactly. <laughs> there isn't one in this county so yeah, if you I want another do, huh i think i should do my own version of snapped but like garbage trash based only yeah right and just try to find People just cheating on each other. Just that would be trash. a fucked up podcast where it's like someone goes through the trash of a random building and then talks to a person based on what they know from going through their trash and just freaks them out. Probably right. a better YouTube prank video. But you right. Know. right. Somebody's yeah. like, good podcast idea. <laughs> good or, podcast. <laughs> or awful one. <laughs> <laughs> well, or just a career next... as a uh, clairvoyant, you know. Right? Sure. That's oh, yes. Part. The scam psychics. Oh, that Lydia, that's the wave. Dude. You go through them and then you know the little details. I'm like, do you want a reading? I just, <laughs> I just got a feeling from you. Please sit oh, in my vibe man. corner. People oh, people in the South are lo- love to believe. They, they're like Mulder and Scully. They just want to believe. So you get, just give them an excuse to believe. Yeah, I mean, the truth is out there, though. Yeah. Man, it's somewhere. Somewhere it's out here. It's out here somewhere. I'm going to find it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what is something you think is underrated? Underrated. I was just thinking about this this morning because my feet are, are hanging off of it right now. A foot hammock for underneath your desk. A foot hammock. Now, this is something I can't even picture, I don't think. So, basically, it goes hand in hand with, like, step your desk game up. I, I made right. a, a purchase uh, that I think is underrated. I think a lot of people look over it because they're like, oof, no, I can't. I can't afford that. I got an electric lowering and raising desk so that I can mm, stand up and then sit yet. down without cranking it or whatever. But this thing it had the option of a foot hammock. And I was like, a foot hammock? What the hell is that? And I just got it because, like, why not? Yeah. It's mm. literally a tiny hammock that carabiners on underneath your desk and just hangs there. So when you're sitting like I am and you're leaning back and you're on a Zoom thing, you just got your feet on a little hammock. Oh, they're just shit. hanging there. They're nice and supportive. Oh, you know, I've seen another one where, like, if the desk was big enough, it could be a, a whole ass hammock to sleep <laughs> you, in too, right? 
that exists too. This desk yes. also has it. It supports, you can buy from them a literal <laughs> nap hammock that supports someone up to 300 pounds, which I was like, player, what? Right, but, right. Uh, uh, I also less. have dignity and I have a rest of a house where I can nap yeah. just fine. That's, um, yeah, that feels like a yeah. really fucked up life though when like you need the desk because you're so you're such a workaholic. Like right? you're like, nah, man, nah, I sleep right there. You don't want right to leave there. the office? Yeah. But I can't do it for the body, but for the feet though, Yo, I'm with it. It's it's yeah. honestly like as you can rock it back and forth. If you're like a desk fidgeter, it's kind of nice because it gives you some like tension to play with. Oh, yeah, it's I'm it's. It. I mean, I really I can't speak highly enough. It looking look into foot hammocks, guys. Do yourself a favor, especially yeah. with all this zooming and hanging out inside and mm. virtual talking on the TV phones. That's what I call my computer now, the TV phone. <laughs> <laughs> TV that's phone. that's the southern term you got to talk on the tv phone yeah um, your foot hammock i'm like yeah. that's just uh i think those are just slippers yeah <laughs> <laughs> honestly if i sewed on little like sherpa foot like oh cubbies wow. onto this thing yo next you might have just inspired a next level like oh, like a hug foot hammock basically uh-huh yeah 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 okay no, well, it might they, be worth like a trip to walmart to cut the tops off of some shitty <laughs> and just sew it on right. and be like what did you do right there who frankenstein that i'm like sit down put your feet in it and then talk shit see how it feels right no fucking innovator <laughs> yeah fucking mine right <laughs> Uh, what is something you think is overrated, Lydia? I mean, we talked about it at the top of the the top of the hour. California, man. I was born and raised in California. I always thought California was amazing. I, I think that it's a, a perfectly beautiful place. Uh, but dishes are done in California, dog. Uh, it is overrated. <laughs> like I just the dishes Bay Area. I left that. I came down to Los Angeles. Dishes are done in Los Angeles, man. There's too many people. Corona is the epicenter of the world. Is in Los Angeles. Mm. the world that's crazy there's just too many damn people you can't even buy land poor miles doesn't even know what the concept of land is because he's lived in california his whole life yeah i don't even know what a jacket is dude let me just put it (laughs) this way the the rent that i pay for my home here is 1900 dollars less than what i paid in los angeles and i have three bathrooms four bedrooms two decks a garage a circle driveway and i'm on an acre of land i'm sorry what two decks like fuck? a fucking dj you on the ones and twos yes, yes. <laughs> what the yes. fuck two whole two whole outdoor eat like areas like a yeah. multi level deck that's the thing that i think i more people i wish like especially like local california people understood because this to try and like live in in la like it's it's a very specific route or your finances are being so tight together to achieve that that it, you look at like i remember even trying to look for a house and be like being like well what's this get you somewhere else i'm like what the fuck exactly we spend seven times more for 10 times less yes. and then i'm like but i'm of here and that's the only the only thing that's really keeping me and like my family and shit like that. But like on, on a practical level, like I'm so infuriated at how, yeah. you know, inflated the land costs are. Especially, It just doesn't make sense to me. I started adding it up and it's like I've been working my whole life and saving my whole life to buy a house. And I started really looking at Los Angeles and looking around and I left the Bay Area because I knew I couldn't afford a home there. And there right. just wasn't the land. And then to, in L.A., it's like even if you're in the valley, you have to spend a million dollars to get a decent house. Do you know what a million dollars gets you out here? Right. Nine decks, probably. Yeah, exactly. Your decks a, have decks. A million dollars, <laughs> you can have 10 to 60 acres at a nice house. You right. know what I mean? Like, you're And really, Dolly Parton will like pull up and be like, welcome. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I like, heard you the, in the neighborhood. For a I million dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not even where she lived. It's just a thing in the state. You spend a million. Uh, you spend a milli. Dolly comes She has through to fly and, back. Yeah. 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 It's, um, it's part of the rules. So yeah, man, California is overrated. It's it's there are things in California that are amazing. Like yes, avocados, fresh produce. Like I, I get it. Like we're sure. paying for things, but at the same time, it's like, man, how long are you gonna? You know, I I got to get my bang for my buck. I've worked hard my whole life. I wanna I wanna yield yield the results you know right yeah yeah but yeah. when the pandemic's over we can go to the grove so i mean uh, jack we can go to the grove <laughs> fucking right now and there is the problem there is why yeah, we're the episode the exactly <laughs> and motherfuckers listen. are at the grove Ugh. like it's 2018 now yeah right now walking yeah. around Yep. Walking That's up what, and down Melrose, just like looking yeah. at stores that have been boarded up since May. And it's like, do you not remember the race war dog? You're not right. here for sneakers. What's going on? <laughs> I've been thinking just since like that tweet you're talking about, Jack, about someone saying, you know, New York is not nice, but is kind. And mm -hmm. L.A. is nice, but not kind. Right. And I've really been sitting with that um, mm. because I really think about like the real utter lack of community that exists within LA because it's a oh lot of God. transplants. And then a lot of people who are just here to fucking make money Correct. and nothing else and drive in a car where they will not interact with anyone except people they invite into their car. Um, right. and you, there's just no sense of knowing who you live with and who are your neighbors are. And yeah, like that. And then hearing Lydia, like, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, man, there's just so many, there, there are for all the good things that are that I can see and I've experienced, like there's also these other things that are really lacking that I wish were more present. But yeah. I mean, and that's so true. I mean, the, the energy in LA was wearing down on me a little bit because you're right, Miles. Everyone's there for a reason and nobody's yeah. there to kind of create a community. And people don't seem to have the time to just have the basic pleasantries. And one thing I will say, you know, I've been here for two weeks and everyone is so nice. Like, mm. The manners are over the top. Yes, ma'am. No, sir. Oh, how are you doing? Oh, it's so great. Like, everyone tells you a little bit more than you want to know about them. Right. You know what I mean? And that's when like, your, like, city vibe kicks, kicks in. You're like, yeah, kind of yeah. motherfucker telling me all this shit right now? Like, yeah, like, I, I went and got some keys made at Lowe's, and the woman was like, oh, uh, you like keys? Like, I had keys in the military. <laughs> and, like, just starts talking to me. Like I'm like, keys. I don't like keys. I need them yeah. to open my house. Yo, literally sure. everybody <laughs> needs keys. Right. She's like, but... wait, what, what are you talking about? She's like, you like keys, huh? You like birds, right? Yeah. You like to yeah, clap exactly. birds. Exactly. Right? You like, you know, 16 ounces to a pound, 20 more to a key. Yeah. Exactly. Kilos. Welcome to Lowe's. Kilo. Hello. Okay. Okay. Yeah. See, my, true, Miles would fit in, nice. right? Fit right in. in yeah. I'm just weirding people out, being like, <laughs> yeah. they're trying to make small Oh, you're talking talk. keys. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, we're talking about, oh, we're talking about uh, narco trafficking. Like, oh, yeah, what? What? I'm sorry. No, what? I, I don't think if you if we just go back to the conversation, you asked how we made our country gravy, and I yeah. told you, and then you said, "Am I talking about narco trafficking?" I'm like, "Oh, okay, never mind. That was okay. That's, That's what I me. thought you meant when you said pork sausage. I didn't yeah. know. Do you, you mix what? it with that white, right?" It's like, well, yeah. that's flour to make the right. gravy. Okay, all right. Oh no, oh no, that's smart. That's smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Flour, right? Okay. Mm. See where you're going. I see where you're going. All right. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back and talk about some stories. And we're back. And so is uh, impeachment in the halls Jeez. of... Is this just going to be like, because, and this is not me saying that this is not warranted. It's fully, fully warranted, but just knowing how the Republicans are, 
this is going to be the new reality where they're going to consider this like, uh, well, now we get to impeach Biden for anything once they have control of the House, which will be two years from now, as we'll discuss. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's like such a weird dynamic because the first impeachment was like this. It's such a weird thing. That, I mean, to other to reasonable people, like it's clear what happened. But right. in the logic of trying to convince ghouls uh, in the Senate to do the right thing, it's like it's a wash. Um, and now, like with this time, we have like Jamie Raskin, who, you know, who lost his son like a week before the insurrection, where he we found out in his opening argument that his daughter and son-in-law were visiting at dirt on the 6th and they had to hide in Steny Hoyer's office. And they're like, we thought we were done. We thought yeah. we were going to get killed. And in terms of someone who is a like a you know legal scholar, lawyer, and and happens to be in in Congress, yeah, he's a good person to lead this because he's definitely like he's making this his life's work at the moment to actually bring the awareness that needs to to hopefully get these other senators to convict. But just watching his opening and then Bruce Castor for Trump, it's like yo, this, this right. isn't even a legal defense right now. No. He didn't say one thing to rebut anything that Jamie Raskin said. From yeah, what I saw, it's all just this is unconstitutional, right? And not, and not even that. Like he was just being like, "Oh, like saying, like giving compliments to the senators and shit." Like it seemed like that shit. Where like <laughs> you didn't read the fucking book and you right. had to do the book <laughs> report. So you start off by like doing like, "Well, yes, because." Uh, the portrait of Dorian Gray <laughs> was written by Oscar Wilde. Now, what's wild is he had an E at the end of his name. Like, it's like you're like, bro, you're you're gleaning all this information off the cover and you're not saying shit. And that's what the opening arguments felt like for his defense. I mean, is um, that surprising, though? Oh, no. Well, no, at this no. point, no, because yeah, every right? lawyer was like, I can't look. Oh. At least there were some like moves I could do in my brain to justify completely making an ass of myself in court or pers quote unquote court of this trial. But yeah, now he's he's truly dealing with just like really like like they misspelled United States like multiple times in in documents they were filing. That's that's, that's where he's that? at. That's next level. Dude, uh, S I think it was like there was just like that one where you're typing so fast because it's like S-T-A-E-T-S. <laughs> oh right, right. Like, you're just Dude. like, bro. Also, find and replace dog. It's <laughs> right. Very simple. Well, but so that must have been what they did, right? That's that's because, what it seems like to me. Yeah. Like how they, do you or that? That's an amazing. No, it thing. was like in the first line. Jesus. It's just a. It's all so fucking. But that's what's but so the, infuriating because we're we have people out there who have real stakes in this. I mean, not not to mention every American citizen. This is stakes for everybody. But like laying out the case and being like okay he didn't say he incited how come you have the people who came who rioted said they did it because the president told them to or these all these other things yeah and they played yet, video of like trump's speech and then people repeating exactly trump like word for word right. what trump had told them to do while they were storming the capitol um and meanwhile like motherfuckers like uh ted cruz and tom cotton were trying to do the shit where they they couldn't see the video suddenly Oh, really? like averting their <laughs> oh, eyes to be like, funny. like to, you know, not experience what ex actually occurred that day and to preserve their fucking fragile, you know, shameless yeah. egos.
the I mean, it's at 65%, I think, is what one of the more recent polls said of people think he should be, you know, prevented, convicted, essentially. And one of the analysts heading in was like, they fucked themselves, Trump's defense team fucked themselves by claiming that he was immediately horrified by the raiding of the Capitol. Like in the same way that like Watergate, the whole thing was the cover up, right? It wasn't the initial, uh, you know, breaking into the Capitol. It was Nixon trying to cover it up. And like Trump's uh, whole strategy has always been that he doesn't cover anything up. He just does it like it's not illegal. Um, but that, so I think people were honing in on this idea of them telling a lie about what he actually did on the day of like, as the raid was happening, uh, claiming he was immediately horrified and immediately like telling people to stand down or whatever. And, uh, you know, there's a quote from Ben Sass from, you know, not during the trial, not during this trial, but just, uh, generally talking about that day saying it was not an open question as to whether Trump had been quote derelict in his duty uh, and then the quote goes on to say, as this was unfolding on television, Donald Trump was walking around the White House confused about why other people on his team weren't as excited as he was, <laughs> as you had rioters pushing against Capitol Police trying to get into the building. This is a Republican who's on the jury of this yeah. trial, but, you know, they'll... Like, the question isn't really, like, how many people, like, what percentage of people think they should convict. It's, like, how many, what percentage of people would not vote for a Republican if they didn't convict? And I think the gamble that Republicans are making is that it's not enough for them to have to do anything. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, because either way, even if they have calculated the risk or haven't, the programming is the same. It's just you know, uphold all of the de facto forms of oppression that have existed at by any means necessary, even if that means just looking a video dead in its eye and being like, that didn't happen. You right. know, it's, it, it doesn't matter. Like, it's just it's always full steam uh, with the same fucking program. They should do like a remake of that Cheetos commercial, the uh, Super Bowl. It wasn't me. Um, that's basically <laughs> the, that's, where, that's what they're going with. Right. Pretty much. It's the same concept. Yeah. Oh, and one other detail of the impeachment coverage that, you know, we had been talking about how there was a bit of a lull in, since we last heard from Trump. And, you know, my hope had been that he was going to stay shut the fuck up for a, a while, at least. Um, apparently his like people familiar with his thinking say he is waiting it out until the impeachment trial is over. And then he's going to be quote guns blazing, uh, return to politics after the impeachment trial, uh, because he's going to act like getting acquitted is, you know, a, uh, like he did the first time, like it, it's a saying that he's innocent. So was right. he, so it's, and so it won't be tweets anymore. So it'll just be appearances on Fox and OAN and Newsmax, basically. I think that's so. Like the three yeah. places that let him Yeah. Like that's the on only TV. place that he can do that. So, I mean, so good luck with that, you know? Yeah. I hope um, it works out for you. Uh, all the best, but you just, you know, fall the fuck back. And I'm also curious what like other, I mean, you know, the, the Democrats seem to know that this is more about getting public opinion uh, strong enough that it forces Republicans to actually do the right thing. So I'm curious to see what these pieces of evidence and other things we're going to see throughout this trial. Um, that they yeah, they do say that they have devas 
new devastating evidence. We'll see what that I mean, let's be real. The, the storming of the Capitol was, was as devastating as it can get. So, that's, that's why this whole thing know. is so ridiculous to me because it's like, uh, how much more do you need, guys? And honestly, it's like this is stuff that has been there lying this whole time. This is not new sentiments. It's just the fact that people who feel this way don't have to cover it up anymore because the chief of our whole country was like, yeah, no, it's cool. That's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah the winning no, hand. 100%. Let's get this, you know? Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's just, okay, let's just tamp it down now. Let's let's bury this shit underground again. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, they'll try. Or maybe just it'll it'll come back like with some new mutated Godzilla type racist party i feel like that's where we're headed yeah Uh, just yeah because i mean like without the twitter thing the twitter like him having his twitter shut down at the same time that he was having to like kind of pull back because the impeachment or at least that was his strategy to pull back because of the impeachment trial like that definitely seemed to work but when you have an authoritarian and a population that like craves him like what really wants right. his authoritarian like rule and distraction. Um, of course. They'll, they'll find me, a daddy. way. Oppress yeah. me, daddy, mm-hmm. please. And like capital is always on the side of authoritarianism. So they're going to ju- jump on that or find a way to look the other way. Um, right. So After I don't, I like, don't think it's going to be enough to just be like, well, Twitter did the good thing and now we're, we're safe. Now it's solved. It's like, oh, it's yeah. that easy to actually, yeah. Because the bigger thing was white supremacy, but okay, yeah. Well, Twitter speaking thing. of white supremacy, uh, let's talk about the uh, you know long term trend, but uh, recently even uh, more troubling trend of anti Asian racism in America. Um, yeah. yeah, there's you know I hate crime that happened recently in the Bay Area, uh, and it's part of a. a a broader trend to Asian American actors got involved with, um, you know, offering a reward to solve the case. And like, so it's finally getting some attention, but uh, this has been a long-term issue. It's, it's just anti, anti Asian racism is really, it's wild of being black and Japanese American. Like I've, it's weird to kind of reconcile what it means to even be American, like looking through the lens, lenses of the collective experiences of like Asian Americans and, and African Americans. Um, you know, obviously like we had been saying at the beginning of the pandemic, when motherfuckers are out here calling shit, Wuhan flu or China virus, that racist rhetoric was just, helping to laser focus all that hatred into what we're now seeing is like just record year of hate crimes against Asian Americans. And, you know, it's nothing new, but it it occupies a very unique blind spot in American society and media just because of, especially through like the evolution of like the, the model minority, the Asian model minority that was, was emerging in like the middle of the, the last century. But like, you know, we, we kind of have to start at the gold rush because you kind of got to see you're not going to understand like you, you can't understand uh, anti-black racism without talking about slavery. Right. So you, you can't right. talk. You can't understand anti-Asian racism without understanding the beginnings of uh, immigration from from Asia into uh, into America. So in the beginning, the gold rush. OK, that's when it all kicked off. Everybody was trying to get to California in the 1840s and 50s to fucking strike gold. That was one of the first significant influxes of Asian immigrants and Chinese people specifically. They were about one fourth of the miners. Uh, during the gold rush, but 
obviously, because you have a white majority or dominant class, they looked at these perceived intruders and started engaging in violent terroristic acts of racism to base to oust the, them from the mining. And that relegated a lot of these Chinese immigrants to lower wage jobs, which is the railroad and farming and things like that. And then th then slowly they began codifying these into like the Chinese Exclusion Act and saying, you know what, you can. If you want to kick a motherfucker out because they're Chinese, go do you, honey, because this is a law now. And that sort of momentum evolved. So once there was a smaller population of uh, Chinese workers to work farms and things like that, the Japanese came in. And that was the next. And then that's the next group who, they, OK, they're going to work the farms it's like, damn, they did a lot with all that little bit. And now they're starting to succeed a little bit. OK, well, now we need new laws to kind of make shit hot for them. And then Filipino Americans came in and they liked that better because Filipinos were part of a country that was annexed by the United States and felt like there was a little bit more of a parallel crossover to work in the United States from the Philippines. So all this like moment, it's it's been happening since, you know, the beginnings of of Asian immigration. And that essentially leads to fucking what we saw during World War Two. Japanese people, Japanese Americans literally put in concentration camps for years because of Pearl Harbor, yet Italian and German Americans, yo, do your thing, you know what I mean? Because mm. because you're white. Huh. Um and that's just how that's just how it goes out here. So it's just like this, you know, looking through all of this, you're like, it's always a thing that has existed, but we don't teach it. So we don't really think of it as a, a huge part of our American cultural history. But it's also like this evolution of like the model minority in the 60s, because a lot of people were pointing at Asian Americans who were succeeding as a way to sort of fuck up the dialogue or conversation around the pursuit of civil rights for black people. Because they're like, well, these Japanese people are like they have their own businesses and are going to colleges and they're doing so well, like minorities are able to succeed in this country, like as this count fucked up counterpoint. And I think that has also led to this very weird, you know, uh, monolithic perception of what an Asian American person is, which is typically like, oh, there are people who can make money, who are uh, maybe uh, achieving high, higher levels demographically, academically, or higher incomes. So it also like what that also does is it it sort of erases the nuance of what the Asian American community looks like. It's like Nepalese Americans face all kinds of high levels of, of poverty and unemployment. Same with uh, Hmong people. Like it's, it's not just Chinese, Japanese and Indian Americans, which I think everyone's just like, see, Asians are good. They're good. You see them, they're doctors, they got. Blah, 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 blah. And so it, it, when we have all these acts of, of racism, it, it's, it's not quite registering for people. Like, it's like, Oh, I'd, oh, that's awful. But it's not sort of, I don't think seen as the same uh, level of violence or the, the sheer terror it causes for a community uh, because of these other examples. It's not part of the narrative of what the experience is for an Asian American person. So, I mean, when you look at like what's happening, especially with in the Bay Area, um, you know, in San Francisco, an 84 year old man from Thailand, he died after being attacked on his morning walk. There was in Oakland, a, a few people in the Chinatown in Oakland there were getting shoved, attacked, robbed. You know, people were taking cash out for Lunar New Year. So people were like, they're going to get got. Like, that's just the thing people were thinking because people have are walking around with more cash. Um, and all of this is still happening even when you look at what's happening like in our schools because there is this report that came out um, that like Asian American Pacific Islander students in California were the group to, that were most likely to experience bullying. And on top of it, 
uh, like a majority of students when they were talking about what kind of racist rhetoric is normalized, it seemed to be that a surprising amount of students were like, it seems like Asian jokes are like, are not as offensive, even though it's the right. same territory of it as a racial joke. Um, so we're, we're having to have this real reckoning with what it, what this, what the conversation has been between America and Asian Americans, uh, because no one is actually, I think, cause for me, I wasn't taught about any of this shit in school. And I grew up in California. It took my parents to be like, do you, what, what you said in the gold rush? What are they saying about Asian people? Right. Right. Huh? What? That they liked to do laundry? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, no, but I'm saying like, because we don't have these, uh, real conversations about our history, our history as a nation for the mistreatment of any group, be it indigenous people, Latinx, whoever, like we're only, we're only doomed to keep repeating these sort of things. And I feel like it's really happening again right now because this isn't a, this isn't a, it's not a, a conversation that's had enough about like observing anti-Asian racism and what that means and what everyone's part is in trying to combat that. Um, so yeah, it's, and there just needs yeah. to be better, I think, education, too, across minority groups, right? Like, cause mm -hmm. if you, you want to take a look back and you were talking about the Japanese internment camps, right? I think it's something I didn't even know until I was in college and actually kind of like really diving deeper and studying right. different things. And one of the things that I studied in college, I have a degree in Latin American history. And one of the things that I had no idea about until I literally took Latin American history was something called the Bracero Program. The Bracero program happened around the 1942, 1943, 1945, which is coincidentally the exact same time that we are interning Japanese Americans, who at that time were the primary source of agricultural labor. So the United States government had to figure out a way to pick all these crops because they had put people in internment camps that were picking these crops. So what they did is they made a deal with Mexico to allow workers to come north to work for seasonal portions of time. So sort of temporary ability to come in and primarily up and down the state of California specifically. So you also started seeing animosity between groups because you were seeing Mexican people coming in, taking work from Asian jobs. You have to kind of look at how all these pieces sort of pattern and network together, you mm -hmm. know, and, and it's important because the country, you know, our governments have done the same thing to all of these groups. Like you said, what we've seen with Native American people, what we've seen with Asian people, what we've seen with Latinos, what we've seen with black people, like it's the same playbook, but it's done in a way that sort of silos and makes these communities more wary of other communities and other minorities and white people in general. And until we start putting this together and really speaking openly and really start leveraging and understanding that we need to speak up as within our own racial groups and also as racial groups as a whole against mm -hmm. the government, like we're never going to get anywhere. There has to be acknowledgement of this stuff. There needs to be education. And that's one example. There's been so many examples of that, that basically are institutionalized racism. Yeah. And it's you know, wild too, because even, even within communities, right? Because even with my black cousins, I was Jackie Chan, you know, right? I was Jet Li or whatever. Right? And but then I don't I'm like, I don't know my cut what the my fan what the fuck am I gonna say you know like it's it's love right. or whatever but then you get older and you gotta actually realize like, we actually have it's so casually said yeah that there's never a checking of it. it's like you're not gonna reduce me to this one version of a celebrity or whatever you your touchstone for Asian culture like it's the same shit. Like if someone come to you and some white guy called this, oh, hey, what's up, Kobe Bryant or some fucking dumb yeah. shit about whatever black celebrity. It's the same shit. And I think 
Yeah, it, it's 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 just like over the summer where you know I found myself imploring people to check anti-black racist talk or any kind of fucking discriminatory language that it has to start within where you are at because you don't want people to think you're somebody who you can say shit like that or you can you can perpetuate right. these kind of um, discriminatory perspective race it's fucking racism we call it racism it's you know racist. what I mean, I mean. Um, so. And now it's the same thing. But I think it's now it's like, do we have to keep pointing out? It's like, okay, so the summer was for black, anti-black racism. Right. The, the fall is for Asian right. anti-racism. The fall is now a, a, a awareness around anti-Asian racism when yeah, it's like, this, what the fuck, we got we problems like, with racism. Like, come on, like, guys. Yeah, and it's not, again, and it's not it's not always necessarily about white supremacy, but it, it can, because it can happen within groups that aren't white. But in terms of understanding like what we're seeing, like we also have to know like this country was also letting Americans know, like we don't really give a fuck about Asian people. You oh, know right. what I mean? And that's yeah. the thing that taste is historically still in the, you know, sort of the back of everyone's mouths, whether they know it or not. And, you know, and in the Bay area, you know, where the first, you know, significant group of Asian immigrants yeah. are coming to, we're still seeing this play out centuries later. And I think that's what's important is and even in the United States, we're still replaying the same things because we're not actually taking the second to be like, I can't believe we did that as a country. Yes, exactly. And we really should have never done that. That is Acknowledgement and reflection. Yeah. Don't try to explain it. Don't try to contextualize it. Just acknowledgement and reflection. Yes, this occurred. And no, that is not good. It is. How can we make sure this never happens again? Right. Yeah. Plans but it took, of, of moving forward. It took like the 80s for a congressional fucking committee to be like, I think the Japanese internment uh, program was based on <laughs> racial prejudice. It's like, oh, my God, the 80s. But that's that's the pace at which we have these mini reckonings that, you know, at the end don't, don't seem to have the effects that we need them to. The I mean, it does go back to white supremacy because like even, you know, if no, no matter what group you are that's being discriminated against like it's impossible not to let that poison like seep in let that lie oh yeah i mean i, I yeah, and i meant yeah. that not that it's like in, obviously right. internalized yeah, no, 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 white no, no, supremacy but right. not to say that this is only occurring with white people against whoever you know what it's i mean like so, so yes. yeah like it even stems from colonialism right exactly right? it's all the internalized of coming here and that now that there was a white person from a uh, European country that, oh, now we have brought civility. You know what I mean? And, and eschewing any native cultures that are, are there to begin with, right? And it just gets replaced. It just gets replaced. It just gets replaced. The ways the Germans were treated, like the the go-to villain of history because they are, you know, the they s- symbolize evil, right? Like the German Nazis... The way German Nazis were treated in POW camps, there's a POW camp in Alabama where they were treated like a part of the community, welcomed into the community, uh, Nazi POWs, you know, after the fact, like actual like people who had roles within the Nazi government and the Nazi war effort were welcomed into the U.S. government like that. Yeah, it's they make sure that you can't miss the message. You know, mm-hmm. right. it's pervasive. Yes. And it's like, well, yeah, they were on some fuck shit a couple of years ago, but they're going to help us make big bang bangs now. So, right. you know, all is all is forgiven. 
but yeah, it's, it's, I, I didn't re- even realize, you know, like that this to even California, right. That groups of kids who are most likely to experience that were Asian American. Like it's, yeah, it, it, and it, and I think that's really indicative of the work that still has to be done because that's you're seeing that if if that's happening in schools now, this shit is not going away for at least fifty years in California. Where you know what yeah. I mean? Like that's you, and if so, we have to actually we have to do all this work now to g- ensure a better future for every, you know we might see it, we might see a glimpse of it, but at least we got to do something to let leave something good for the the next generations to come along and not have to deal with this shit. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break and we will be right back. And we're back. Uh, And real quick, checking with the Democratic Party uh, on things not relating to impeachment. In the 2020 campaign, it was... Trump is a bad guy uh, and he is not going to help you. If you're poor, we will help you if you're poor. Uh, Now vote for us. Yeah, now (laughs) vote for us. And then they are changing the $2,000 to 1400 and uh, making it a higher threshold for people to be eligible for it. Um, And just like all sorts of shit that it's just, they, 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 talk themselves into yeah they want it to be like nah i can't be seventy five thousand. can't be the income cap for you to get a stimulus check we need to bring that down to fifty thousand. but then everyone's like so you're gonna help less people than even trump did right the fuck are you talking about like what is that doesn't even fucking make sense on paper you know what i mean if you're only making fifty thousand dollars a year jesus christ we should be sending you fourteen hundred dollars a month just because yeah, exactly. I mean, like, <laughs> off the strength of this, everybody yes. should just be getting that shit just because, because yes. we can afford to. But yeah, it's really, it's just such a bizarre thing, right? Because these centrist Democrats are like, yeah, I think that's the best move. So progressives had to do the thing where they're like, um, not helping people is a bad look. And they'll be able to say that Trump helped more people. And they're like, oh, right, 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 right. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so then they decided to keep things as they were. So 75,000 is still the cutoff in this, uh, the latest iteration of the bill, but it's like, yo, midterm campaigning is going to kick off in the next eight months. Some are about to kick off in weeks because that's just how fucking hot shit is right now. Um, and on top of all the, already the voter suppression tactics we're seeing at a state level because they're the, the machine is learning how it got hacked by the the will of people to vote. Um, it's just such a dumb thing policy wise to have this like a memory in someone's mind to be like, remember when they said 2000 and it was 14 Remember <laughs> when it was 14. And then they said, no, but you have to make a fuck. If you're, if you're like in the middle, no, no, it's only for these people. And it's going to be less, less help for less people. It doesn't make sense. And it's the kind of shit that's just so infuriating. You're like, how the fuck are you going to hold a majority when you're walking into shit like this off just in the first fucking hundred days. Yeah. Uh, The progressive wing of the party is going to need to hold, hold the line. And I, I'm surprised that that was as successful as it was, you know, that they weren't, that they weren't like, okay, Bernie bros or whatever, you know, okay. AOC is not your friend. Like that sort of shit, like (laughs) pushing back as much as, you know, as much as possible. It do, it does seem like that worked, but I can't I can't imagine that's gonna 
hold for too too much longer, especially well, once Republicans are pushing and back and. You know, like, I think we have seen, though, that Chuck Schumer is beginning to have some feeling that he can get primary from the left. Yeah. You know, so there that's the and again, it all boils back. That's the only thing that's going to get these people to act is you got to put their status at risk. Yeah, that's it. That's all. It doesn't really matter about the fucking policy. They're like, well, don't don't do with my status. I'm a senator. Yeah. Don't fuck with that. Don't fuck with right. that. OK, what? OK, fine. I'll be for bail reform because my status is at risk, not because it's the right thing to do. Imagine that making choices based on what's right and what's mm. the proper thing as opposed I to. I can't. I live in Los Angeles. What you're for. <laughs> physically impossible. Can't do it. Physically Don't even impossible. know how that works. What are you talking about? Don't no, have it. Yeah. They took that part out when I it's, moved but here. It, but it is like a, it, it's, but that's what's so funny. The bar is so low in that sense that like just by being a decent person, people are like, it's Lord Jehovah. Come back. <laughs> He's, I mean, this person said, all people deserve to be to live with dignity. What is what kind of Christ figures? It's like, no, nah, this is what what are we doing? Like, why have we made that such a far away thing to reach for? Right? That's the unattainable. Yeah. Is the is the right thing. Like that says a lot amount. Like, you know, just by framing it like that, you know what the thing yeah. nobody well, you wants. You know what to time do. it is. Yeah. You know exactly what time it is. Help people. That's 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 ridiculous. That's wild. Why would we do that? That doesn't make any damn sense. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's. I think we're we're all watching to see what moves are being made uh, because everyone's saying like, if you don't help people, you're gonna lose support. It's that simple. It's that yeah, simple. Nobody's I mean, nobody's gonna be like, oh, I've I voted against Joe Biden because he gave me too much money to help me when I was downtrodden. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, who has ever said that? Like, who has ever, like, an issue voter been like, oh, my God, the help, the help was too much. Now, I get there will always be that group of people who are all, always anti-social welfare anything. Of course. Right, who didn't yeah. receive it. And Why would just we be help like, somebody? Why didn't yeah. they just take care of it themselves? I've got $9 billion. I've been saving right. it and hoarding it. How come they don't do that? Well, I don't understand. What do you mean? You haven't sold fossil fuels oh, to save Oh, I know why. It's because they have to probably provide insurance for their for their employees that's the problem with them mm. that's why they're upside down what you gotta do is pay them under the table right and Oof. diet cokes hey. <laughs> speaking of diet cokes <laughs> uh miles you were forging around this article that is a truly wild journey uh through the life of uh the author who was addicted to diet coke like from age four uh, for on to like through her thirties, twenty-seven years. Yeah, twenty-seven years of diet coke addiction, and the the idea of diet coke addiction seems like people who are like, oh my god, I'm addicted to this new salad that I just tried, and not <laughs> like. But this is like this. It's for real. Definitely, yeah, puts you in the mindset of this is. Because we as bad as I think we talk addiction. about this a lot on the show because you're a self-proclaimed DC boy. You know what I mean? You're si literally sipping Pana DC right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But like how we talk about, it's like a thing where for you, it's like you, it's like the perfect little bit of caffeine, and you don't the yeah. cow whatever like it. And I think there's always a joke about like diet people are addicted to diet coke, but right. it's because like we're actually seeing people in real time like. No, but I, this motherfucker literally can't go like more than a few hours. <laughs> diet coke. It's ill too because diet coke is like it's never like nobody's like oh I'm addicted to diet Mr. Pib like no it's always diet coke like it's a right. very specific and people who are into diet coke are into diet coke. Yeah, 
there's some descriptions in this article that made me want to go drink a Diet Coke because she's like, the <laughs> caramel flavor like floods my brain pan. I was like, oh, I need hey! some. You're like, me too. <laughs> bo, 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 bo. Yes. <laughs> I literally thought when you guys brought this up that we were going to be talking about Lisa from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake because that chick, nonstop Diet Coke. Like every scene, she's driving through a fast food drive through like, and a large Diet Coke. Like I've oh, never is, seen her eat food, but is she Lisa the one who got the drinks. tequila company? Yes, and uh, accidentally recently uh, poured glue in her eye and had to go to the hospital. She got nail glue in her eye. I don't know how you accidentally nail use nail glue. glue in your eye. For people uh, who don't know, Real Housewives of Salt Lake, it's trash. Super producer Anna Hosnia, yeah, we we we'd be texting all the time about this. It's top ridiculous. Level. And also, I just want to say, I tried to look for Lisa's tequila. You can't find it in stores, so it's a scam. Yeah, it's also probably trash tequila. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, Utah tequila from a person who is not from any traditional cu- culture of making tequila. Nah, okay, fine. But you made a fun diamond bottle, <laughs> so that's <laughs> fine. But yeah, this Diet Coke thing, it really, it's it like. When you see what she had to go through, right? She was saying she was on a seven can a day pace, basically, to the point where, like, there will be moments where she would get up, like, before she went to sleep because she's like, "I'm hell no, I ain't waking up and get going to the store for my DC. That's motherfucker better right. be waiting for me, and I need my morning diet Coke waiting for me. But it's but it it all tracks, right? And that's like why she had to do all these things. Like she thought she could just be like all right, I'll stop drinking that shit. But realize like there's a physical she, dependency. She had to see a therapist, addiction expert, a behavior counselor, a hypnotherapist. And even was like on a, was it, wasn't she on like a Diet Coke, like Facebook group too? Yeah, Diet Coke <laughs> addiction yeah. Facebook group. But I mean, that shit's real. Like yeah. that's, yeah. And like the, the one thing in the article that I, I wasn't crazy about is like, she was like, as demoralizing as it was, I like sought help for my, you know, like right. kind of treating the idea of like getting help for your diet coke addiction as like a ridiculous thing, uh, or just and, a shame around addiction in general. Yeah, shame around like, addiction, which is like, yeah, everybody if you need help. You need help. Yeah, uh, I mean, just be I, glad that shit was diet coke. Yeah, you know I could I mean? totally Man. identify with the. Like I, I used to uh, have the coffee maker like timed to make the coffee in the morning because like otherwise I couldn't like I couldn't trust myself to actually put the two ingredients in uh, correctly like in the morning after like nine hours without coffee. Yeah. Uh, Jack, I'm gonna suggest that you never try opiates. <laughs> just don't, I'm gonna just say let's not just not even for fun. Uh, don't, don't even like, if you break something, like I'm going to need you just to like, just chew on a leather strap. Um, you know what I mean? Like let's, let's not, don't, you don't need the sweet, sweet goodness of oxy flowing through them, them, them veins. Uh, You're you're a great father. You're, you know, you're a wonderful man. Well aware. Let's, let's keep you on the straight and narrow guy. If he ever goes missing, we need to start (laughs) a diet Coke plants and then opioid factories. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Diet Coke thing though. Like how does, uh, cause you know, I drink a little coffee, but it's never to the point where I'm like, I'm not a person who's like, I don't talk to me till I've had my coffee type person. Right. I know, I mean, you know, Her Majesty's kind of like that. But like, <laughs> what happens? How, what's the road to the runaway train of diet coke addiction? Like, it starts off because what were you drinking it for the caffeine when you were a kid, or did this start? Like, how do you get to diet coke becoming part of your routine? Are you talking you know to me? I mean? Yeah, like I'm thinking. 
It starts I, off with being like, oh, I yeah. get a pick-me-up from a cup of coffee. And you're like, okay, that's cool. I like that. It helps me. And then you start being like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do another one. And then another yeah. one. And then... I, it's it, never really fully been a part of my... Like, Mountain Dew at a time was part of my process. Uh, was <laughs> right. I needed that shit to like get through... For real like, ones. Fourth period. Uh, but Diet Coke has always been like on and off. Uh, and usually it's like... Pretty soon, I realize like I have less energy after I'm drinking Diet Coke, like within an hour than I did before, and so I, I'm able to like kind of pull myself off. But it is caffeine in general is a constant uh, up, up, down, down type situation for me, right. where I always need need some caffeine. Uh, Lydia, how are you with hand. the caffeine? You know what? I used to be really bad with it, and I've mm. actually I, I'm in a good spot. I definitely uh, I enjoy it. I don't like to start my day without it. Um, I am cranky in the morning, regardless of if I have coffee or not. I'm just <laughs> right, like the right. sun is up, my eyes are open. You can fuck right off until I tell you to. Yeah. Um, and that usually happens around 10 a.m. I start loosening up a little bit. Okay. But I've got it down where I I, I front load my morning. I have a pretty serious cup of coffee in the morning, um, or I make myself you know like a two shot latte at the house. One of you know one of those two situations. And then I usually keep it to that. Mm. And I try not to drink it the rest of the day. I have my front loaded. I have a really nice strong cup of coffee. And then I keep it going and I just drink water the rest of the day. I'm actually not a soda drinker. I'm not a tea drinker. I'm like very into bubbly water. San Pellegrino is my and my bubbles of choice. There you go. So I try to keep hmm. it. Bubbles of choice. Bubbles and flat. And then every once in a while, I like to surprise and, you know, get a little treat. Get a little soda pop. You okay. Mm -hmm. What's that? What's that? I do What's like that a Dr. Too? Pepper, big fan of a Dr. Pepper, but yeah. it has to be ice cold and I like it in a can. Um, and I rarely get through a whole can of Dr. Peppers. Those little half cans are kind of my joint. Uh, Whoa, you can't even. Wow, that's some real shit. You're like, that's so you can hear some, you're definitely not a soda drinker. And you're like, I can At barely all. get through a can of soda. I'm yeah, like, it's too much what? for me. I'm like, Ugh, like I, I'm like, I start gulping it down and then I'm like, it starts making my stomach feel gross. And I'm just like, oh, I, I yeah. shouldn't have this in my body. And you. then I just stop. Um, and and I, it's hard for me. Like, I really do. I, I just and I even my coffee I like a little bitter I don't like it super sweet right uh -huh. I, I'm a I'm a I'm a water lady I've just I get it but you know what though I fucking love cheese though <laughs> I, I, I take my fats I take my fats <laughs> I fucking love cheese uh, and hey, eating cheese you know, is pretty yeah. much eating opioids like I can't put that shit down I can't say no and butter I can't say no milk out of my life mm, but oof. cheese and butter yeah mm. butter I mean. Butter, butter is. will never butter will never leave. I think I could give up cheese before I gave up butter. Mm. Yeah. Oh wow. Think about That's it. It's tough. Because butter yeah. influences baked goods, so many other things. You it's can put hard. butter like... on anything and it tastes better. Not being yeah. able to put butter on a steak, get the fuck out of here. I will punch you in your face. Or just having <laughs> a good old fashioned bite of butter, you know? Yo, oh. if you got dip it in some sugar. Butter, this a butter cob? You know, you ever have butter on the cob where you just peel the paper back? And then... <laughs> Man, there is a butter. The only place I know where to get it is Pavilions on Vine and Melrose. Oh, yep, yep, yep. With, the, uh, with the Panda paper. Express built in? Yep. It comes yep. wrapped in a white paper and it is from Belgium. I forget the name of it, but it's white paper and it's just wrapped in a block. That is the best butter. It is $7 a pound. I will not lie mm. to you. But go buy that butter right now because it is hand done in the way they do with Belgium. And there are swirls of salt and cream in it. And if you talk about one and have a slice of butter. Oh, my. Lord Jesus, baby Jesus, all of the Jesus. Oh, is. It's in the round. It's like almost round, right? No, no, it's 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 a brick. It's like somebody cut it off a brick. It's yeah, not but the it's, big fat one. It's but circular, It's circular. Like, yes. It's I, like it has cursive on it. 
Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Blue and red writing. Get that butter. Shout out to butter. Oh, Shout out yeah. to the dairy industry. <laughs> do, do love that butter. Do love it. Yeah. All but that to say is I wasn't a big Diet Coke fan because I don't like aspartame. So that's the thing. I, I used to be the same way. I would never drink aspartame. And like I had it in my brain, I think from a very young age that it was like poisonous. Uh, so like even the taste like really fucked me up. And like I was like, oh, I'm allergic to that stuff. Uh, and then I just pushed through it for the sake <laughs> of the caffeine. But uh, this the article Sparta May is now a part of me. <laughs> <laughs> the, way, the way this article, I don't know. Like this article might as well be sponsored content to the addictive mind for Diet Coke. Right. I right. had the same experience totally. with uh, nicotine one time with uh, uh, an article that was about like quitting smoking. And uh, yeah, I was just like, well, this only made me really want to like try all of the things. Yeah, the this talks about like how the the doctor is like it's really bad for your stomach that you're drinking eight of them, but don't worry about the aspartame. Like that is uh, not as dangerous as people think. And I was like, mm, I'm gonna go crack a diet coke. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Especially um, when like they say it's definitely a better option than full sugar coke, but it's right. the amount you're having that is potentially harmful. It's like yeah, well, okay, well, all right, that sounds about right. Diane Sawyer, by the way, uh, like. A, a 12 pack a day uh unbelievable Man. amount of diet coke consumption is pretty oh, for real yeah yeah fucking rack of, all right all right yeah yeah so, all right d soy real quick did you guys hear about or see the tweet from the dog shampoo guy uh jonathan k i i, I did not okay <laughs> yeah and miles i know you've been off social so i wanted to catch yeah. you up on this uh so this dude tweets uh <laughs> so it turns out uh, his name is Jonathan K. And he tweets, so it, it turns out I've been using dog shampoo on my hair for the last few months. Parentheses. I only discovered it when I ran out and needed to get more. This is partly my own fault, but it doesn't help that at Arm & Hammer has the word, quote, pets in like four point typeface. I'm guessing this is common. Uh, and he posted this with a picture of the bottle and it does say soothing oatmeal shampoo and then four pets, very small um, but there's a big dog on the on the <laughs> bottle, and so people were like, "Is is this real? Like, uh, is he actually serious?" And he was like, "Look, guys, people are pointing out the dog thing on the bottle. I've seen lots of shampoo." He he said, "Quote: Lots of shampoos I used in the past have pictures of waterfalls or people cleaning dishes." or gauzily drawn women frolicking in pastures or dudes under waterfalls. The And people were like, yo, you've been using dish soap. <laughs> Dude. What's the logic of even buying any of his like products for self-care? Oh, my yeah. God. This just reeks of like, I don't know, it was at my mom's house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like exactly. That have like, never bought anything for themselves, or they're like, I think the bottle was blue. It's like, yeah, right. it's shithead nineteen year old thinking. Which like, yeah, I don't know, it's just there like forever. Oh, it's not for topical use. The heck. Um oh he God. is a editor at a you guessed it, libertarian uh magazine. You mean coward racist? Right. Because he wants to be left to his own devices, uh to Make his own decisions, uh, 
which he's clearly good at. Yeah. Um, and this all paved the way for him to make an appearance on Fox News complaining about how he was attacked by the left. Uh, I just I like how Seth Rogen like hopped on that thread and was like, dude, this guy's fucking dumb. Like he's like <laughs> just saying, like, how objectively stupid do you have to be? And then Jonathan K is like been trolled by at Seth Rogen achievement unlocked and he just Rogen replies back I'm not trolling you this is objectively stupid I honestly have no clue who you are beyond this stupid tweet <laughs> and then his mom his mother Barbara replies to Seth also Rogen. a racist uh, commentator by the way <laughs> oh my god and it's like my son is a journalist oh uh, yeah and then he's, he's like yeah thanks intuitive. mom I got this it's like this it, but to your point it really is playing like out like shithead 19-year-old kid who's like, I don't know, my mom had this the whole life. Right. It's like, yeah, but did you also have a dog that you bathed in there? <laughs> yeah, but I don't see how that's relevant. So? Oh, never mind. Never mind. He's a piece <laughs> of shit. And just his whole, I mean, I just love that you could look at a thing that has a dog on it and you're like, there's no, no other analysis has to be done. Like, why is there a dog? Why does it say four pets? If you're even looking, soothing. Oh, good. Soothing oatmeal shampoo for my undercoat. <laughs> right. Like what? The dishes thing is so funny to me that that's, <laughs> that was his pull to be like, yo, people do this all the time. Right. Lydia, it has been a pleasure as always having you. Where can people find you and follow you? People can find me on the interwebs. LydiaPopovich.com is my website. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Hater Tuesday. Um, yeah, sometime when comedy is real or I feel like uh, comfortable enough to come out and do it somewhere, I, I will do it. But otherwise, you know, look at my pictures, read my tweets, send me a high five. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Tips on trash removal in Tennessee. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> let me know. What's up? Yeah. Where's your Tennessee Zyking, let, let the newcomer to the state welcome them with open arms. <laughs> Uh, yes. Is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? You know what? I've been trying to stay off of social media for the most Good part. For I, I just, I've found my you. life to be cleaner. So that's going to be my tip. Uh, delete that app, man. You know what I mean? And when you got something to say, call a friend. <laughs> and, say, and say, hey, remember the old way we used to share feelings? Call right. like, man, I've really been thinking about X, Y, and Z. And have a real thoughtful conversation with an actual human instead of just firing off thoughts. That's that's what right. I think. I think we should get off And then fighting, off like, media. fighting invisible people in your mind. Mm. Yes. Who are the peanut yes. gallery, like, ripping you apart. And you're like, I don't even know. What am I doing to myself? This <laughs> yeah, man. What is happening here? Exactly. Exactly. No, the self-torturers know, though. We're steady on social media. I mean, yeah. do what you got to do if you have to. But I'm all for living in real life. I'm, I'm trying to hey. take it back, man. There you go. Rewind. Miles, mm. where can people find you, hear you, experience you, and is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Gray, and also 420 Day Fiance. Oh, and also, I'm on Alex Schmidt, Schmitty the Clam podcast, the Clam. secretly incredibly fascinating, uh, where we're talking about refrigerators, and it's yeah. by far, if you, look, I didn't know shit about refrigerators until he just started dropping just science pawn my brain uh and we have a really great time so check out uh that podcast because it's a really good time now for a tweet that i like you know i have not been on twitter recently or instagram or even tiktok i am i have been experimenting with being on the social media on and off but you know what i always have time to check out my reductress 
Um, and it just says, th- this is great. Uh, at Reductress, three sad lamps who should just try going for a run or something. <laughs> it's just like these like desk lamps that look all fucking uh, all wacky and stuff. So mm. shout out to, to the sad, sad lamp gang. And then another one uh, from Reductress, four apocalypse ready workouts, even though you die the instant you run out of contacts. <laughs> <laughs> for anybody with bad eyesight gang, <laughs> I feel like that, that way it's, I always worry like, yeah, what are y'all going to do if you lose your mm. glasses? That's why uh, all those tech billionaires are getting uh, LASIK. LASIK, right. Yeah. Or you need, like, you need like- bunkers in, New, Ma- in uh, New Zealand. You need pairs upon pairs of Kurt Rambi eye protection, <laughs> basically, at the ready. Uh, a couple tweets I've been enjoying. Uh, Carol Channing Tatum O'Neill uh, tweeted- <laughs> Army Hammer's existence, darkness aside, feels crafted by the 30 Rock Writers Room. It's like if there were a famous actor slash heir called Dunky Donut, and we were all just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and then Chris Collagero tweeted, the gap in my resume, it was then that I carried you, my child. Um, <laughs> and then Steve Castillo tweeted, Batman begins at conception. And then Darth Arajnus <laughs> tweeted, David Lynch must drink so much beer to come up with this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just love someone who's so oh broed out. They're that like, yo. Process. <laughs> <laughs> that shit David Lynch must drink so much beer. <laughs> that was uh, Darth Arajnus. Uh, oh, Darth shit. underscore Arajnus. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is... Uh, oh. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and our website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Uh, Miles, what are we riding out on today? Well, you know, February, early February is always an interesting time because this is around the time where Jay Dilla's birthday is on the 6th and then his death anniversary is on the 10th. Today is the 10th. So I, what I wanted to do is do a track honoring two people uh, that have actually uh, left us. And this is going to be Jay Dilla plus MF Doom uh, from yeah. this like very like it was like this. This project that that um, Stone still put out that was called uh, Dilla Ghost Doom. It was Jay Dilla, fucking Ghostface Killer, and MF Doom, um, wow. and they're and the two MCs are rapping over Dilla's beats. This track specifically is called Sniper Elite, and it's MF Doom spitting over Dilla's beat called Anti American Graffiti from Donuts, which is one of my favorite beats on that album. So uh, rest in peace to two two goats. Ah! Um, so yeah, <laughs> shout out to y'all. This is Sniper Elite. All right. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. We will talk to y'all then. Bye. 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 To the head, the new June moon soon on a blue lagoon shoe. It's doom zooms and on a platoon. Too much, too soon. Too much,
sniper elite Swipe him off the street on this type of heat beat Stranger on a solo miss flow Dolo paid Played the position by the pose glow Heard it on the TV promo Swear it ain't me in the PE logo Remote control in his overcoat polo Home for broke, get the gold float on the go-go Hopes and praise out of faith